We're very thankful today to be joined by Doug Rice. Doug is a pastor in the area, and he has taken on a church in Ava. We're going to be talking about that with him today. Uh, Pastor Rice, thank you so much for being with me. Well, it's an honor to be with you, Will. I um, really appreciate the opportunity to be here and just uh, speak on this great radio station that's been around for as long as I can remember. This is our coming into our 41st year, WXAN Radio, and uh, so thank you for uh, having some knowledge of that and mentioning that. Sure. Grew up in the area, and I'm well aware of the impact that this radio station has had upon the, this entire region, really, uh, being a light of the gospel and uh, promoting wonderful things over the years. It's uh, been an influence in my life, especially in the younger years when I still lived in the area. So you are a pastor at what church? Landmark Apostolic Church of Sparta, Illinois is where I currently pastor. We've been there about 17 years since 2005. A wonderful, wonderful group of people. Um, we love our church family. We love the city of Sparta. And uh, it was kind of like coming back home. You know, I grew up around this area and right after high school moved away. But uh uh, 2005, the Lord brought us back here into this area, and we've, we've reconnected with a lot of friends and uh, uh, just a beautiful part of Illinois. I just I just love Southern Illinois. Landmark Apostolic Church, uh, what does that mean in terms of what sort of church Landmark is? Uh, it's a part of the United Pentecostal Church International uh, organization. We are a um, a apostolic pentecostal church and so uh that's fairly well known around these parts we have several several churches uh in this area uh scattered around and so ava is one of those towns that has one of our churches in it and that's why we're here today and we're going to talk about the fact that you are starting to take on the Truth Tabernacle Church in Ava as a daughter work since Reverend Beavis retired last month. But before we get to that specific subject, sure, I'm always interested to have people unpack uh-huh. uh, their own faith walk to a certain extent. And so... I presume that you grew up in the church, or no? Yes, no, I did uh, grow up in the church. Uh, my parents, um, I, I'm probably third generation uh, Pentecost. My grandfather was an old-time Pentecostal preacher in this area, pastored in Cambria, uh, Reverend James Hassel. Uh, he was a, a little powerhouse. I bet you he wasn't five foot two, five foot three, but uh, he was uh, quite the personality, and a lot of people around this area still remember him and the the days uh, when the United Pentecostal Church um, District Campground, Illinois District Campground, actually used to be down here in Murfreesboro, and there's still a lot of. Uh, folks that may be slightly older than me that remember uh, the Murfreesboro campground. Now it's up in Wapella. But then my parents, uh, they were both married in, in the church. My grandmother was um, from Pinckneyville, Illinois, which is the town that I grew up in. And so uh, I wound up going to church uh, in Cutler, Illinois. And uh, fascinating uh, church, uh, even to this day, a very, very powerful church. And uh, right after high school, then I moved away up around the St. Louis area and uh, met my wife. Uh, And that's the reason that I did move up there. I met her. And uh, so from that point, then we just kind of uh, 
we kind of work ministry. I've just always felt the need to give help, I guess, to those that that needed help. And, um, you know, there's always a great need for that. So we started out being Sunday school teachers at a very young age. We were actually still teenagers, or I was. She's a couple years older than me. Looks much younger than me, by the way, <laughs> since we're recording this on radio. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, we began to to work in ministry even though it wasn't any kind of an official capacity at a very young age uh, teaching Sunday school classes and working with young people just helping them uh, trying to find their way through difficult times you know so as that led on then uh, the the years went by and we we felt even a, a deeper call and the Lord uh, allowed us to um, pursue license with United Pentecostal Church International and uh, was, was there a specific moment that you remember when you made a decision to pastor? Ah, to pastor. Um, I never felt anything outside of the call to pastor, even from a young age. I never felt like my call was to be an evangelist. But I would have to say uh, there was a particular service that we were in where a, a man – that was there preaching that I had never met before came and um, I had been dealing with the feelings of this and not really wanting to deal with it to be honest with you it's not something I just always wanted to take care of my wife our future children when we had them I just wanted to be a good husband and a good man but I did feel the Lord was leading me even though I felt very underqualified um, and in that particular service, yes, there was a moment there where I knew without a uh, any doubt in my mind that God was going to one day bring me to a place where I would pastor people. And uh, it was a little bit scary, a little bit intimidating, I'll be <laughs> quite honest with you. But, but nonetheless, uh, it, was, um, it was not – there was a lot of preparation that took place between 22 – and my first pastor as senior pastor didn't take place till I was 38 years old, which was fine with me because I felt like there was a lot of things that I needed to learn. I had a lot of mentors in my life that really helped me along the way, um, invested in me, and uh, along with just the help of the Lord, you know, and, and my wife has been very instrumental, very supportive, and uh of the two of us, I think that there are times when she is is better at this than I am. She's just uh, she's just a great help to me in the ministry, and I don't know how anybody does it without the support and the help of of their spouse. But she's played a crucial role, as well as our children. Our our three children have. I'm getting a little off topic there, and maybe going a little bit deep no, into okay. the weeds. But it it really is. I, in Isaiah, it talks about you know a, a man who goes out and. There's a process to raising a crop, and yes. um, I think that the Lord brought you, brings anybody that gets into the ministry through a process to prepare right. them. And, you know, if, if anything, oftentimes uh, you see people stumble who maybe haven't allowed that process or maybe, you know, tried to move ahead of, of the Lord or whatever. Um, and so... I don't know. I just listen to your story, and that's what I think about. No, well, you're 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 right on track. I mean, uh, I, growing up in Pinckneyville, my grandparents, um, the other set of grandparents that I had, uh, 
were farmers and so i grew up on a farm i use that analogy all the time you know i matter of fact in the past week or two i think i brought up um, the uh, analogy uh, well not really an, an analogy but uh, more more or less just um the thought process of you don't stick a seed in the ground and expect the crop the next day. Right. Right. You know, there's a lot of things that go into a successful harvest, you know, and those things take time. Definitely. Yeah. We're visiting today with uh, Pastor Doug Rice. Now, you have taken on the Truth Tabernacle Church in Ava. Right. And when you say taking that on, what does that mean? Well, uh, the church uh, had been pastored by uh, Pastor Beavis for 28 years, and he resigned here recently. Um, COVID had done a number on the congregation, and Brother and Sister Beavis uh, had done such a great job. The facilities are they're just top-notch. And uh, so as a presbyter, um, which is a position that I've been elected to in this area, it kind of falls under my responsibilities to kind of oversee uh, the changing of a pastor or something like that. And I was having a difficult time getting somebody to, to come into Ava, take on this church, um, because even though the church was debt-free, there's still just monthly bills that, that would be involved and somebody would have to move in, go to work, and and then try to build it back up. And I, I was having um, no success in getting somebody to come in to take that church on. But I did not want to see the doors close because I really do feel that uh, Ava deserves, you know, a, a church that will love them. Uh, and and I know that there are other churches in this town, wonderful churches, uh, have friends that pastor uh, some of those churches. And uh, I know that there are great people here in this town. Uh but in the days that we live in, the last thing we need is for another church to go under. And so I just felt uh, a responsibility and a duty to try to keep this thing alive and, and well. And so I presented that to our church board and uh, see how they felt about it, presented that to our congregation. And uh, I was pleasantly surprised at the the response that I received. And uh, so now... Uh, we have taken on this church. Um, I was elected as the pastor, even though I, I realize that's kind of an interim thing. Uh, I'm not uh, intending on this being a permanent role in pastoring two churches. I, I, my intention is to get it built up to make it a place that we can get another pastor and his family to come in and take this church and run with it. But um, my my idea was to get it moving in that direction. I understand that takes time, and um, uh, and when we get another pastor in, I don't just plan on bailing on him. Uh, but if he desires, you know, our church is going to be there to kind of help support, uh, bring help in, um, and um, in whatever form or fashion that that future pastor would have. And so I I, I can just see this as being something that is. A ministry outside of our local town that we're in, our local church, but I see this as the true church in work and reaching beyond itself uh, to a struggling um, to a struggling church that needs some help. Not just letting them wilt away and and nobody 
comes in and tries to keep things going. But I just felt like, you know, the Lord was very pleased with this idea. And so far, uh, we've had a good group of people, almost a full parking lot, which doesn't take that many cars, but 25 or 30 folks showing up every Sunday. We change the service times. And what are the service times? Uh, 3 p.m. on a Sunday afternoon. And we're just doing one service right now. But that allows us to have our two services on Sunday morning in Sparta, give us a little bit of a break in between, Folks can go home, grab a quick lunch, and those that want to come over are coming over. And uh, we have a lot of different ministers in our church that are capable uh, of stepping behind a pulpit and giving a good word of the Lord um, to those that are there. And so we've been using a lot of those folks that that don't get used quite as much in our local church in Sparta, and it it's helping them to... Um, find their calling, I guess you would say, uh, helping them to feel fulfillment and use their ministry that God has given them in a place that it is needed uh, greatly. And so, so far, I feel like there is great success, and we're just trying to get the word out to the community that, hey, we're here, and uh, we plan on remaining here, and we want to love this community, and we want to be a part of this community, and uh, and don't be fearful. I know it can be intimidating to walk through the door of a church that you've never been in before. Sure, sure it is. You uh, walk into a place that you don't know what you're going to expect. But I can tell you what to expect when you walk in. You're going to get um, two or three worship courses. Uh, we sing a lot of the old traditional things at this church that, that most folks would know. And then you're going to get about a 20 to 25-minute sermon and the opportunity to step forward into an altar and have people pray with you if you desire that. But, you know, um, there's never going to be anything. We, we My dad used to have this saying. When I first came to pastor in Sparta, uh, he was full of wisdom. Uh, he's passed away now, been gone for 14 years. But he told me, he said, son, he said, we need to look at everything through the eyes of a first-time visitor. And I thought, wow, that was important for me to hear that because I want, I want people to be able to walk through the doors and feel welcome, to feel loved, to feel comfortable, not to feel intimidated by anything that's going on, but just to know that nobody's going to reach out and do anything there that that they don't they don't volunteer for that they don't want you know well and i think that for a lot of the mainline protestant denomination folks who have fallen away from the church the pentecostal church can be intimidating because of uh-huh. you know the stereotypical things mm-hmm. that people think about associated with the Pentecostal faith. Oh, you're very you're very correct. You're right you're right on. Uh you know, and we still deal with some of those uh misconceptions today. Um you know, uh you know, Pentecost is such a wide range uh, of what you might expect to see and uh over the years uh, you know, I think there has been some things that that people have looked at and seen that would cause them to raise an eyebrow, you know. Um, but I believe the Bible tells us that we're to do everything decently and in order. And by doing things decently in order, I think that, that oftentimes, you know, people can come into a church service 
they can feel the presence of the Lord. You know, God can begin to deal with them and, uh, and lives can be changed. And that's really our ultimate goal. And I tell most of our first time visitors to walk through our door in our church, hey, listen, you'll see some of us standing, there'll be some clapping, maybe it's things that you're not accustomed to, maybe it's things that, that you don't uh, typically, um, in your mind, think of when you think I'm going to go to a church service, because there's a lot of different styles of church, Certainly, even in the Pentecostal uh, uh, organizations, there's, there's different styles. But I just tell our our first time visitors, I make a point to to go to them, shake their hands, greet them, and tell them, listen, don't do anything that makes you uncomfortable. You're not expect. There's no expectations here. Relax, enjoy the service, and uh, if you feel like standing up and clapping along or singing along, feel free. If you want to lift your hands, feel free. If you want to sit there and just observe. Nobody's going to look at you. If you want to sit and and not stand, nobody's going to scowl at you. Right. We just want you to feel welcome here, you know. And that's the way it's going to be in this church, you know. Anybody that walks through our doors, we will welcome you. We'll love on you a little bit. And I can remember the old fella that uh, used to run the Pioneer Cabin. He said, we'll treat you so many ways that you're bound to like one of them. Dan Valerius, <laughs> yes. <laughs> what a great guy. Miss him. Yes. Miss him. He had that spiel down. I mean, uh, it was it was great, but that's the truth. You know, we just want people to come in and enjoy what we feel like we have to offer. And I feel like we have to offer something that is wonderful. Doug Rice is the pastor at the uh, Truth Tabernacle Church in Ava, at least for the time being. And those services are on Sundays at 3 p.m. He's also the pastor of the Landmark Apostolic Church in Sparta. And again, services on Sundays at 3 p.m. there at the Truth Tabernacle Church in Ava. Pastor Rice, anything else that you want to mention about taking on this church in Ava that has such a uh, long history in the Ava community? Well, we would just like to say uh, uh, it's going to take some time, you know, and uh, our hands are full. Recently, I have retired from a secular job that I've had for 30, almost 33 years. And so that has freed up. uh, Was that a leap of faith? uh, No, no, that was a necessity. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a time necessity and it was just time after 33 years um i was able to uh, to step away from from that secular job uh, and uh, take a couple of pensions along with me and uh, you know really i've kept it all these years in order to keep a lot of the financial stress off of our local church we're in a building program now trying to uh, save money a capital campaigns program going on and it's just a way that i could help contribute to that going much quicker but as far as here in ava you know um you're going to see me and my wife around we're coming into your stores we're coming into your places of business uh because i i don't expect anybody to just take us at our word i I want to develop relationships here business relationships friendships um uh you know spiritual relationships i I don't expect anybody to just just trust me you know but i want to get to know the people here and so far from what i have seen 
number one, you've got some great restaurants here in town. Yes, we yeah, do. Wonderful uh, restaurants. And every single person that we have run into has treated us so kindly. And uh, I can see why it would be easy to fall in love with the people that live here in Ava. Uh, I have not met a single person that has not been very kind to us so far. And so I, I can just see a good fit here. And I think people might uh, wonder, too, is Reverend Beavis doing all right as far as you know? Yes, he is. Yes, they're doing wonderful. I keep in contact with him. He, for the time being, they still live um, in the area, and uh, I don't know if that will change uh, as time goes on, but he's doing great, and uh, they're wonderful people and great friends of ours, and uh, appreciate everything that they were able to accomplish over the 28-year history that he was pastor of this church, and uh, I don't take that lightly, and what he has done and the work that he has accomplished, it's my intention to see that continue. Amen. Doug Rice has been our guest today. He is the interim pastor at the Truth Tabernacle Church in Ava. Pastor Rice, thank you for your time. I appreciate you having me. It's a pleasure to be here with you, Will.